0: Hello and welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we're tackling Season 1, Episode 7, Last Stand. The original air date for this episode was November 17th, 1985. Um, it was directed by John Floria. I think this is his only outing as a MacGyver director. Okay. And it was written by Judy Burns, who we previously had uh, write the opening gambit, the map opening gambit.
1: So we're already off to a good start.
0: Right. Uh, that was before the gauntlet. And this is, I think this completes her work for the series, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So, but uh, it's a good episode, and it was an awesome opening gambit, as we've discussed. So, um, yeah. So let's get into uh, describing, uh, in, in brief, the... There is no opening gambit for this no, episode. No, no opening gambit again. And There's not even a cold open this time, um, which we'll see again, yeah, unfortunately, so. next week. Um, but yeah, so uh, the full episode, basically.
1: Well, uh, the episode is about MacGyver looking for an old fishing spot, but while losing his way, he stumbles upon uh, an old airstrip and uh, gets himself immediately involved in a hostage situation right. where some uh, crooks have taken over the airfield.
0: Cool. Um, that's about it for the, I mean the full explanation and then we yeah. can go into the point by points. Um, yeah. So we open with him driving around. I'm, I'm guessing it's got to be somewhere rural Arizona.
1: Yeah. We see an Arizona state flag later on in the episode. Right. Uh, and he says he's looking for a place called Sparrow Lake, which, which we
0: can't find anywhere. Yeah,
1: we don't, we don't, see him, obviously an invention for the show, I guess, but
0: there's a sign that points to another nearby city named Fairmont, which could be a couple different places. Yeah. Um, but I actually couldn't find a Fairmont in Arizona. There was a Fairmont Hotel, oh. but I couldn't find a Fairmont Arizona, so I don't know what <laughs> yeah. that was pointing to.
1: It's all it's all fictional. Yeah, wasn't even Arizona. Uh oh. <laughs> part
0: um, of it is Vasquez Rocks. I think in yeah, the, the that, first shot of that, him. That's what it looks like. Yeah, um, but yeah, so we start uh, with he's driving on these back roads in Arizona. And uh, he's talking about how his dad used to take him fishing at this one lake in Arizona for some reason. Right,
1: because he's from Minnesota. The land that's... of
0: 10,000 lakes. <laughs> and they drove all the way to Arizona.
1: For this one lake. It's a very special lake. It's got to be
0: great. There's got to be a bunch of sparrows all over it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone sparrow fishing, but it's, yeah. it's quite a challenge. It's <laughs> thrilling. Unless they took a lot of fish long family vacations right. to the middle of nowhere, Arizona.
0: Or they couldn't find anywhere in California that looked like Minnesota, so they just decided on pretending it, it's Arizona. That's
1: true. I, you, I would say you go up to like Lake Arrowhead. That's Minnesota. There's and, trees. You yeah, know, there's something. trees and water. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not, that's what, all you need. What else is in Minnesota? I can't think of anything. Uh, so, But while looking for, he gets turned around at the fork in the road, chooses the wrong direction, or maybe the right direction. Maybe yeah. he meant to go this way. Uh, and comes across a local airstrip. I would call it an airstrip, rather sure. than air well, I an mean,
0: airfield. it's called an it's called an airport, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's like it's less. It's the
0: Sparrow Ridge Airport. They call it, it. It. It's
1: like less than an like an airport, but above an airstrip. It's not it's not a dirt. It's an actual tarmac. Yeah. But there there's not even really a tower. The radio is just in the cafe. Yeah. To let people know, hey, you come in. It's just, basically, it's just one of those kinds of airports. If there's, if you don't see anything on the runway, you're okay to this land.
0: This is this is where you do your emergency landings. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, it also doubles as a flying school, Nielsen Flying exactly, School. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, which doesn't seem to have any planes, but and I'm sure... it, her
0: dad isn't really around anymore. So, does she teach the flying? If
1: I don't, I get the impression that she does not. Because we don't see the dad. Is so they
0: just haven't taken down their Nielsen Flying School sign. Yeah, it's
1: just in, in in memoriam.
0: Maybe he's buried right there, right, right in front of the sign. <laughs> the sign.
1: This, this business died with him. Maybe he his
0: was, name was Nielsen Flying School.
1: Well, because well, they have the pilot Dave, but he doesn't fly. He doesn't fly, so. <laughs> and he flies yeah. helicopters, so unless it's. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sure. Because we haven't even been introduced to these characters <laughs> yet.
0: You have no idea who we're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, you should. You should watch this episode. Right. Um, so he pulls up to the uh, the cafe, which seems to be, like, the major structure of the airport. And uh, there's always, like, this uneasy tension, like, with this guy outside, who's just kind of leering at him. And as MacGyver walks in, we can see that he's holding a, a gun right. over, around the corner to keep it out of the view of MacGyver.
0: And you can tell right away who is, who is actually captive here and who is the captor. Because right. there's one guy just playing... The pinball, the pinball machine and he's having a great time that's michael mcguire who um, i recognize that's mostly weird. from uh, as sumner sloan in cheers okay which looking back he's only actually in three episodes of cheers but it's such an important character to the series that it just seems like he was in more but mm. i guess i guess that's it um and he did a lot of soap operas and uh over the years and he was actually on the original run of uh, Dark Shadows. Okay, well, the the 19- 60s version. Yeah, he was in, he was it was in 1970, but it was the the same run okay. from the, the original version.
1: He seems overly excited too, about his score of 38,000 points.
0: Yeah, 38,000 is is like a rookie pinball right? score. He doesn't get I mean, you a 1000 for like hitting a circle somewhere. <laughs> so, good job.
1: But yeah, you can you can easily tell right away what's going on cuz it's it's everyone's very nervous. Uh, people are certain, people are staring at him. Uh, the character Dave is injured. Probably like, he probably attempted to quell what was going on. Sure. At some, and then they immediately, you know, cocked him with the back of a gun or something. He, we don't know, we don't see it, but he's clearly like nursing a small wound. Yeah. And, uh, so the character Terry Andrews, who's the leader of the, the thugs as we'll come to see, yeah. tells MacGyver that they're closed in an effort to try to get him to go. Uh, which is which is kind of like a good, which is interesting because he's captured everyone else there. Yeah, you you wouldn't think that he was going to give him an opportunity just to leave.
0: Well, I mean, why complicate things though? That's
1: true. He's he's very calculating. We'll come to like you know, he's so certain of all his plans. He does and his seem details. a little bit
0: smarter than than some of the other villains that we've dealt with. Right. Um. And this, uh, Terry Andrews is the Michael McGuire character.
1: By Correct. Me. Uh, but he asked for directions, and uh, the character Kelly Nielsen. Tells him you know, that you need to turn, and but MacGyver asks for a cup of coffee before he goes because he
0: he gets the impression something's wrong, and he wants to kind of sit it out and see what's going on. Exactly.
1: So uh, she slips him a cup of coffee, which I don't know how she did this. It's
0: because, like it's lipstick, it's right? It's Lipstick, but, but it's,
1: like she wrote it so well. I don't know how you covertly
0: cup. write the word "help" upside down.
1: Yeah, in a coffee <laughs> cup
0: on a mug. Yeah. Uh,
1: but she did, and 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 MacGyver instantly sees it as he and. Uh, as he takes a sip
0: which any like thoughtful intruder of this situation would have as soon as you read the word help wipe it off into the coffee yeah exactly you wouldn't just leave it sitting there to incriminate her <laughs> how
1: would he do that though he's like licking the inside of the coffee no, just
0: you know put your thumb like s- splash the coffee Is just like oh let me see how hot it is or something and just stick a thumb in there and wipe it across the help
1: he does try to cover it like he does, put his hand over the cup of coffee, like like he's like warming his hands or something.
0: And that did about as much good as leaving the loaded dice in his drink at that. Cause yeah, no. that's true.
1: He, he's not good at at this uh, diversion. He's
0: not good with drinks. You <laughs> yeah. give him a drink to solve a mystery, and he just sucks. Maybe that's why he doesn't drink.
1: That's true. Yeah, he's got a he's got a drinking problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every time I get a drink, someone gets in trouble.
1: Uh, so uh, Buddy, who's the gun-toting Dennis Hopper. Uh, from Apocalypse Now looking guy right uh, clearly sees that MacGyver is uneasy now and asks him about the cup of coffee finish it or I will and he takes the cup away from MacGyver and just dumps it on the ground and sees that it says help
0: which is just a weird threat like I'm gonna drink your coffee if you don't drink it
1: (laughs) well he pulls a gun on him too yeah but uh, but even still like they tell him to finish it like, he's like, just take why, the cup away Why do away they from care him.
0: if he finishes his coffee? <laughs> just leave it where it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been funny had MacGyver gotten the coffee cup and saw the helpings. Like, oh, gross. <laughs> lipstick like, oh, this says help
0: inside <laughs> of it. Can I get a different mug?
1: This, this mug's dirty. <laughs> uh, so Andrews uh, then decides now that he has to take MacGyver captive along with everybody else. Um, but offers them a meal, which is pretty nice
0: yeah except for that he doesn't have to make it and it's coming out of the restaurant's budget that's true like, Tennyson's making the food for everybody <laughs>
1: kelly deals is gonna make him pay for that breakfast yeah. later yeah by the way i'm a guy that's right?
0: coming out of the money that they've taken
1: so uh while they're waiting this is a this is a weird interesting side note while they're waiting uh they're waiting for a semi-truck to arrive right and as soon as the truck starts you can hear the truck inside the restaurant at first but as soon as they cut the outside sound of the truck yeah I instantly recognized that sound. It is almost the exact same sound as the Hypnotoad from Futurama. Okay. It is like this grinding engine noise. It's just an octave different. That is the only thing that is different. Maybe a little echo.
0: All right. I'll see if I can find that. So uh, if if I did find it, here's the sound of the truck. You judge for yourself. Here's the truck. And here's Hypnotoad.
1: I swear, they're almost exact.
0: It sounds exact to me. <laughs> I, I didn't just actually listen to it, but I, I trust your judgment on this.
1: <laughs> I, I did listen to them back to back. Okay. And so, I, I thought that was... I, I couldn't stop laughing uh, for some reason when I was watching <laughs> this. I was like, oh, what? Um,
0: That's funny, though. Uh,
1: so the truck pulls up.
0: How great would that be if they just pulled it from a random episode of MacGyver? That
1: would be the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> uh, but you know, because it's just like a diesel engine i'm sure the sound sure. was fully yeah. it in probably anyway. sounded like any
0: truck yeah it's definitely not from macgyver <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, being, is all of a sudden getting a lawsuit from yeah. uh, henry winkler yeah. and john rich uh so the semi-truck pulls up and uh driving is uh rorschach and uh another hired gun elias
0: and by rorschach you mean jackie earl haley yeah who uh has been in a lot of things um over the years he, he was rorschach in the watchman he was uh he's taken over the role of freddy krueger from uh, robert england
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh i guess he's good friends with johnny depp really as far as i know um there was a rumor that he and johnny depp were roommates and that he got a ride from johnny depp to audition for the original nightmare on elm street and okay. that johnny depp got cast in it instead of him because wow. johnny depp drove him there And some girl recognized him from 21 Jump Street and her dad was a producer and was like, you need to put him in your movie, dad. But I think he's kind of squashed that rumor. But I Mm. think it was true enough that they were friends. And as a result, um, Jackie Earl Haley is in the uh, Dark Shadows uh, remake sort of uh, adaptation that – tim burton did so we have someone from the original dark shadows television Mm -hmm. show and someone from the tim burton dark shadows movie both appearing in the same macgyver episode
1: interesting little connections that happen
0: yeah and there's another guy in the truck with him right yeah
1: elias played by anthony pena
0: who we will see much later um in uh season six episode nine bitter harvest okay he comes back
1: so it's not uncommon i know for all shows it's not uncommon for actors to come back Right. To play other parts, it's just when you start pointing them out and you start seeing them over and over again. It's it's very interesting. Yeah,
0: I think it'll it'll get more and more fun as we run into people on their like third or fourth installment, and we're like, this yeah. person was this guy from this episode, remember?
1: And this other guy. <laughs> we play the clips and everything.
0: Yeah, so you'll you'll enjoy that when we get there, listener.
1: So, but in the back of the armored truck is, or sorry, in the back of the of moving the, van, yeah. is an armored truck. Right. And uh, it's very interesting because. You see the van open up and there's no room on the sides. It, it, that truck just barely fit in there. Yeah. Yet somehow Jackie Earl Haley is able to squeeze into the truck and then get inside the armored truck and drive it out.
0: Wait, he drove it out?
1: He they they back it out. He they pull out like the like the little uh, the, the ramps. Ramps for the truck. Yeah. And Elias says, you know, kind of like, you know, get in, and we need to do this now. And you see Jackie Earle Haley disappear. And then the truck pulls out, and then he gets out of the driver's seat. But it's, how did he get in? So
0: like, do they hide it with a cut? So like maybe yeah, like somebody drove it into the truck and then backed it out, and then they cut so that he no, could no,
1: get No, no, we actually see it come out of the truck.
0: Right, but I mean uh, when they open up the back of the semi-truck, there's probably already a driver in it because he had to drive it in there himself.
1: But Jackie Earl Haley is the driver.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like they used a stunt driver, just drove the truck in for that shot. Oh,
1: well, you know, the only thing I can think of is that they rolled down the window. For and him to somehow get in. climbed up over and then squeezed in. And in
0: terms of the reality of this episode. exactly. Yeah. In terms
1: of the reality. Like, I was looking at it and was like. you. And See, I'm going little... the
0: production side and you're going for <laughs> the real world. You're like, wait, what stunt guy? There was no stunt guy in this episode. <laughs>
1: what are you talking about? <laughs> Pat, this happened in real time.
0: This is a documentary about <laughs> MacGyver that we're reviewing.
1: That aside, I yeah. guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they get this the truck out. It's yeah. this armored vehicle that they, they hijacked. Right. Um. Probably and, uh, killed the other drivers too.
1: I assume so. They have no. They don't seem to have any kind of problem with killing. Yeah. Um. It's strange that they've kept everyone at the airport alive this long. Yeah. Um. I guess maybe just to keep tensions calm because they know that they'll have to operate the radios and stuff. Yeah. Uh. But uh, there's a guard still in the armored car who's locked in. Like he's. Like, that's apparently standard procedure. That there's a
0: there's a guard in the truck that can't open the door. He exactly. needs the driver to unlock the door, which, I mean, you've got to have a lot of trust to take that job.
1: Right. I mean, if you, like, drive off a bridge or something, like, yeah. or you're in an accident and the car's on fire, like, we're going to get this guy out. It's like, oh, well, can't. That's the risk. Yeah, But uh, but
0: the reward is that most of your job is sitting in the back of a truck that someone else is driving and just waiting for him to open the door.
1: A truck filled with valuables. Yeah, and you
0: could just kind of slip a couple of bucks in your pocket every <laughs> once in a while nobody will ever notice.
1: Uh, I have to wonder about stuff like that, really. Like, cause the money when they when they see the money, it's not any any kind of container. It just that's true. It's not even in a up. vault. It's just piled in the back. Yeah, it's just loose loose cash. Maybe
0: the truck works like uh, Catelyn's vault, and as soon as you get the back door open, all the drawers and everything just <laughs> fall automatically out. money open. just spills into the back of the, the truck. The
1: strings are pulling the drawers open. <laughs> so, their plan is to uh, blow it open. That's the only the only option. They don't have the key, uh, for whatever reason. I guess the key is at the end.
0: And they assume there's no welding material at this at this right. site. Even
1: though we do see some welding material in the barn yeah. later on they're hiding behind it. Yeah. <laughs> but just for the sake of the plan, they had planned to blow it up.
0: And this, this was an, an armored truck that they hijacked in Dallas, put into this truck and then mm-hmm. drove to Arizona. Exactly. So yeah. they've they've been driving overnight.
1: Yeah. And so they're 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 on a schedule because they know it's only a matter of time before people, the police, put the pieces together.
0: And Jack Earle Haley is forty minutes late arriving. Correct. The truck. So
1: they're already running behind schedule. Uh, Terry Andrews is very like adamant about checking his watch, bringing up that he's got a schedule, that everything's timed out perfectly. He's he's very confident in himself and what he's doing. Yeah. So when he straps the explosives to the vehicle, MacGyver steps in and says, "You're gonna, you're gonna blow, blow up the money." money yeah. Uh, and offers an alternative. Uh, by making a thermite torch out of some of the junk that's lying around. And Andrews actually lets him do it. Like, he says, you know, uh, we got a little extra time. He says he says a good the plan is always, always flexible. flexible. Yeah.
0: Which is I, an interesting, like, villain that's like... I mean, it's, it's kind of a cheat in that it's like, oh, why would he do something that MacGyver suggested? But it's also like, if this guy was intelligent, he wouldn't dismiss an idea just because right. an innocent person came up with it, if it's a good idea.
1: Exactly, and... And clearly, he doesn't want to destroy the money. Right. He doesn't care about the guard, but he does. He did realize that there would be acceptable losses. Which
0: is the difference in these two characters, because MacGyver only cares about the guard, mm-hmm. and they only care about the money.
1: MacGyver then uh, had told them that he was going to make a thermite torch. Yeah. And starts collecting the items to make it. And he goes through the recipe in the narration. You know, he says you need magnesium powder and iron oxide, which isn't true. This is one of those occasions where they... They messed with the formula in order to keep people from hurting themselves.
0: Because they don't need a bunch of thermite victims in there. Yeah,
1: because kids are watching the show, and, and he's making them out of readily available materials. Right. Uh, but
0: he, if you actually want to make a thermite torch, what would you substitute for magnesium? You,
1: you substitute aluminum powder okay. for magnesium, which I guess is... To me, like he files down the bike for the magnesium powder, so I guess like file down some aluminum foil? I don't really know. How you get aluminum powder, but it's not like yeah. in the McCormick. <laughs> in the McCormick guy, yeah. you, got, you got curry Lowry's
0: powder. aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> aluminum salt.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so great. Uh, uh, and he gets, like, iron rust off uh, some little, like, buckets or something and like got, that. Like,
0: paint cans or something. He's mm-hmm. just scraping it off the sides.
1: Now, and this is true, though. It's just as simple as, as mixing these two powders together and igniting them with a source that's hot enough.
0: Obligatory. Do not try this at home.
1: Yeah. But it's great because when he does light it and it's sparkling up, that's what it looks like. That's what a thermite reaction yeah, looks like. Yeah. It's just very sparkly. And
0: I think the reason that he ends up using such a long handle for it is I mean, it, there's two reasons. One is because it's hot. Yeah, it's super hot and he's trying to keep it away from himself. But also for the production, I think they're feeding the flame through the other end of the tube somehow. But
1: is he holding it with his bare hands? He's holding it with his bare hands. So that pipe would get really hot. It would. Well, he's got another pipe inside of that pipe. Okay. So there's some insulation, but still, thermite. Thermite's very, very hot.
0: Yeah, I I mean, even if this does look like Thermite, I doubt they used the Thermite on right. set for it. I, I agree, but yeah. that
1: initial reaction of the ignition, right, yeah. is very Pretty believable yeah. as to what Thermite looks like.
0: And I, I had read on the MacGyver online forums, I don't know if this is actually the case because I couldn't find any anywhere else mentioning it, but that this is uh, one of the particular MacGyverisms that was like sent in by a viewer. It seems early in the season really? for them to already be incorporating viewer like recommendations yeah but uh there was there was some mention that a a young girl had written in and said oh well if you mix this and this like they had like some kind of some kind of a a mailing address that they could accept like letters of suggestions um for the show i but i I couldn't corroborate that anywhere so i don't know that that's necessarily the case but um, it's possible that this was recommended by someone Mm -hmm. um by a viewer um, as a potential MacGyverism and incorporated it into the show.
1: Well, it's great. I mean, because it is, again, as crazy as Thermite is to make, super yeah. easy to make.
0: Sure, yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's like a logical thing. And then he uses it to cut the lock off the door. Right. Also, f- filling the interior of the truck up with smoke –
0: yeah, and but, probably, like, choking this other guard.
1: Yeah, but uh, not blowing him up. Yeah. So in the in the end, he's able to get the guard out, and the guard tries to surrender. Or at least, he the guard goes for his gun. He,
0: yeah, That honestly, I felt like that was a mistake on his part. I would have even just left the gun in the car and yeah. gotten out. But he brings the gun with him, and he kind of holds it up. And it's not, like, straight up over his head. He lifts it up, kind of accidentally pointing it at people.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a weird motion. It's like he, he was almost willing to, to give it up. Because otherwise, well, you would have just come out with the gun. Yeah. I feel if, if his intention... Just wait
0: for them to push the handle in and then shoot him through the hole. That yeah.
1: They cut. Uh, I, feel, I feel if his intention was to defend the money, he would have come out shooting rather yeah. than And if out... it
0: wasn't, then don't bring the gun out with you. Unless yeah. it's like handcuffed to you or something. <laughs> the gun's like, handcuffed to him. <laughs> like, it's like, you need to have this gun at all times and you need to stay in this truck forever. But yeah, so he kind of holds up the gun. And not for that reason. I think if he were unarmed, the other guy still would have taken him out. But yeah, buddy... The, Buddy, uh, the, the the killer Rambo esque killer of this episode pumps a couple shots into him and right. kills the kills the guard much to Richard Dean Anderson's dismay.
1: Yeah, because that's that's the whole reason that he didn't want them to blow it up.
0: Yeah, he didn't actually care about the money, but it gives him a motivation to continue fighting these people for the rest of the episode. When it, otherwise, it, they would have just let them go with the money right then.
1: Exactly, like cut their cut the cut the loss of life. Yeah, down. Like if, if they haven't killed anybody, at least here. But we can only – but but still, we assume that the armored car had drivers and probably shot someone riding shotgun.
0: Right. But we haven't seen um, Jackie or Earl Haley or Pena kill anyone. And they Correct. were the two that, that potentially hijacked the truck. So Right, right. As far as we know, they're not even killers. We don't know. So they don't seem too upset about it, though.
1: Yeah. Everyone seems pretty willing to, to do the job that they're I here think,
0: for. I think uh, – H- Haley's character Turk actually laughs about it Right after they mm-hmm. kill the guy too He's just like, haha, MacGyver is trying to save a guy And then we shot him
1: <laughs> Oh, the irony <laughs> The irony was not lost on Turk
0: The ingredients were irony
1: Oh, oh, oh okay. uh, Ferris the, the next act opens up with uh, Dave and MacGyver uh, Carrying the body of the guard Mac- MacGyver's carrying this body too Like a friggin' champ yeah, I mean, I, I, they, they look like they hired a smallish actor to play the guard, but macarthur got him over a shoulder. Yeah, um, I've never tried to carry anybody before, especially think, not in that position. Yeah, it just seems. Like they do it all the time in movies. I just don't think I could do it. I don't think I could have the strength to hold them up. I carry my freaking laptop bag. I wonder if he'd
0: need to have like a back brace or something to even like support Mm -hmm. it because it would just it just makes my back hurt watching him do it. and I'm not as old as he was in this pilot. Even I don't exactly or pilot Pilot episode
1: episode about pilots. Yeah, later on. Anyway, (laughs) uh, they're forced to dig a grave because they guess they don't want buzzards That's, that the logic is that they don't want buzzards around yeah
0: he, he does say you know dead, dead bodies, bodies bring buzzards. buzzards It's like it's they like...
1: have a freezer inside the which we'll see later yeah it's like this, there's any number of ways they could have gotten rid of the body
0: and it's like buzzards i guess could be a metaphor for like the police or something right. like it's gonna draw attention but it's like it's gonna draw more attention than you guys walking around the site with like assault rifles
1: and and the armored car sitting out in the open if anyone flies over they're gonna see
0: or exploding like your original plan yeah (laughs) like that wasn't gonna draw any attention but shooting this guy and leaving the body on the ground was
1: they could have put the body back in the truck after they got the money out sure there's it's it's a weird excuse for dave and macgyver to have a moment yeah where uh dave macgyver like is looking around for means of escape or formulating a plan asks dave about the helicopter and
0: because there is a, a fully functioning helicopter that right uh K-Lens later says that they do maintain.
1: Right. It doesn't look like it's big enough to hold everybody. Right. It's like a two-person kind of little tiny... But at the,
0: the time, opposite. there were two of them considering escape. <laughs> so that would have been perfect if he could have fly it.
1: <laughs> my guy, my guy all, so, uh, you can fly that helicopter and get us out of here, right? It's
0: like, don't worry, we'll call somebody eventually.
1: I'm, I'm sure they won't do anything once we're gone. <laughs> uh, but Dave imparts his tragic story of being a prisoner of war in I think of the
0: Vietnam War.
1: Yeah, Vietnam they say Vietnam. Yeah. And uh he was forced he was tortured, psychologically tortured. Right. Uh he was well,
0: shot down and then he was held for 18 months or Yeah,
1: some a large amount of time and yeah. he, they was even reported that he was killed right. in action. Yeah. Um, Which
0: I don't think that's what they do. <laughs> I don't think they report you're killed in action unless they have confirmation yeah, of that. Maybe, but I guess if your plane was MIA. shot down and Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well here, and here's the weird thing is i mean i don't know i should bring this up later but i'm gonna bring it up now uh kelly nielsen when she talks to macgyver about the helicopter and that he asked dave about this moment yeah she says that we make allowances for each other so i'm wondering if she had a fling with another guy while she thought he was dead and when oh because it's like what allowances would like he obviously is stressed out and having a hard time and so he she says okay you know I'll, I'll help you deal with this but then she, she says we make allowances for each other yeah so i'm wondering what he does what she does or what did that he feels like he has to go okay we'll we'll deal with that too
0: look i can deal with you practicing writing letters upside down with your lipstick on all the coffee <laughs> mugs if you can deal with my ptsd exactly so it's a trade off
1: but he says he can't do it um they're counting up the money inside which uh, totaled to $8,211,600.
0: Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I, I took that down.
0: Oh, I thought you counted it.
1: <laughs> I counted it off screen. <laughs> Fenton from DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> 8211600 <laughs> Fenton also was Gizmo Duck in his spare time. There you go. Uh, while they're counting the money, uh, plane radio's in, and that's the plane that Terry Andrews has been waiting for that they had hired as a... Uh, charter to fly them to mexico to go right. fishing sport that's
0: fishing baron zero seven sierra <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, well we played, can both sir. write things down from the episode <laughs> touche
0: <laughs> i think that's we're at a draw and uh he also um the the pilot when he's radioing in for repairs she tries to dismiss him because she doesn't want a pilot to land at their airstrip right. during this hostage situation which i'm I don't know. I feel like you'd want help, but you also don't want to endanger someone who's someone probably else. not armed and isn't going to be much use to you. Well, um, plus it's
1: part of their plan. If she can put a
0: kink in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Because he said that he has a damaged trim switch and says, should I go on? Should I go to a larger airport? To get and, and
0: he specifically says Nogales, which mm-hmm. is in Arizona. It's right. an actual city. So that's the first mention of a city that we could reliably pinpoint, find. Yeah.
1: within 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 flight distance of a damaged airplane.
0: Right. Which it doesn't seem like it's damaged in such a way that like he couldn't continue flying safely. Right. Like, it seems like it's something that would prevent him from taking off.
1: Yeah, I mean, the you know the trim obviously for a plane is just like to make like like smaller adjustments rather than full on yeah large control sweeps. Sure. So it is it is important. Um, I I probably wouldn't want to. F- it'd be a, probably a rough. On, yeah, on
0: it's your, like losing your things. your power steering.
1: Exactly. So yeah i I can see him like wanting to make emergency repairs yeah but uh you know she tries to tell him no don't land but andrews is saying now you i don't i don't because
0: andrews asks her if they could fix it here Mm -hmm. and she says no
1: yeah right away and then he's just
0: like ah that was too quick you could definitely fix it here
1: uh but uh
0: and if you can't
1: yeah, maybe MacGyver can. Maybe thermite genius over here. <laughs> can you can you thermite a plane for us, MacGyver? <laughs> uh, because MacGyver says he can rig up a switch. Right. And then later, Kelly says that you don't need to rig a switch. It's just an electronic. You just
0: trace the line. And you find you, out where the where, where the short, short is, and you fix it. Yeah.
1: But MacGyver says, well, then no one seems to know that, but you and me. So it's buying and them Dave, some t- yeah, And Dave probably. And Dave probably, buying them some time so they can come up with a plan while they're in the tool shed. Yeah uh where there's a in but there's like a big it's like an emergency fire truck it's not like a fire truck fire truck it's just a, it's
0: more to put out if there was a fire on the runway
1: right it's it's just a water tanker with a hose
0: yeah and they apparently don't keep it full
1: yeah <laughs> yeah like they <laughs> luckily there's there's never any kind of emergency they, they have enough water to
0: put out a campfire if there was like an emergency campfire <laughs>
1: Planes don't burn for that. Oh long no! Anyway. The trash
0: can. <laughs> Somebody get the fire truck.
1: <laughs> the homeless people are letting garbage cans <laughs> on
0: fire again. It's mostly for protesters.
1: Uh, so MacGyver's looking around in the shed for any any kind of like means of his next part of the plan. But first, he needs to take out Turk, who right. followed him in there. Turk's so cavalier too. He. He's always sitting up on top of something and And drinking. And drinking. And uh, you know, Jackie O'Haley looks like he's not like a super tall guy. Yeah. So it's kind of funny like he's like so small sitting up on top of these things and
0: Yeah. I mean he he's a shorter guy, but he's he's like lanky and real skinny and Yeah. Yeah. He feels like a teenager kind of, even though I mean
1: He probably is. 20s or 30s, 20s or possibly 30s, 30s at this yeah. time.
0: But he, he just seems really youthful in the mm-hmm. way that he moves around and, and doesn't seem to care about the plan or right. anything, really.
1: <laughs> he's gone long as he's got his beer. Uh, so MacGyver comes over with him with what he tries to convince him is the uh, – are you ready for this one? <laughs> Lateral cranial impact enhancer.
0: <laughs> yeah, which it seems like even even MacGyver's tripping over that line. Yeah. He like has to take a second in his head between each word. Yeah lateral cranial impact enhancer
1: what, what i liked about it too if you i watched because i watched the shows with the subtitles on right impact enhancer apparently is a hyphenated, hyphenated. Word, yeah. hyphenated word
0: impact enhancer i mean impact enhancing maybe i don't think impact enhancer would be hyphenated
1: i don't know it's weird i well, we're gonna have to consult uh, an an professor. <laughs> call an english professor yeah uh but then he, Wax him he whacks him from down up like yeah across like the, an uppercut. It. Yeah. So it was like rather because you think oh he's gonna hit him on the side of the head or the top but it's kind of an upward stroke
0: and he also makes this like real like tense face before he even swings his arm totally telegraphing the move before before he clocks him on the face yeah and then when he falls off the can the gun that he had is just sitting on the can mm-hmm. and the guy falls to the ground and then we, like, cut away for a second for MacGyver to say something to the girl. Like, that should give us enough time, to And then they cut back to the wide shot, and the gun's just gone. <laughs> Which, like, in my head, like, what happened in that one quick shot is... Just out of screen, MacGyver's grabbing the gun and throwing it as hard as he can away from it because yeah. for no reason he just throws guns away. No
1: guns. This ah. would be so useful. <laughs> You're, why wouldn't you use that? I only use guns as a defensive weapon.
0: He just comes out with a gun to her head like, all right, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Um. Dave, you fly this helicopter right
1: now. <laughs> Looking around the tool shed, he finds enough material to start whipping up his classic MacGyver distraction bombs. Right. This time using fertilizer and some kind of engine, engine start. Yeah, he calls engine it. start. He says yeah. there's ether in it. I don't know what it is. It could be something specifically for planes.
0: Yeah, that's the impression I got.
1: Yeah, but he just sprays um, the cotton. He rips some cotton out of an old chair and sprays the cotton with the... With the just to soak it
0: up yeah yeah and then
1: and then sprinkles the like which
0: it kind of looks like he's just tucking a stuffed animal into a bomb <laughs> the <yeah>. first shot <laughs> there you go little guy <laughs> <laughs> so make a little burrito out of this rabbit <laughs> don't eat this yeah uh and he and I, i'm trying to figure out how he did the fuse did was there he just lit the paper it was just the paper that he, he wrapped it in yeah
1: he just lit the paper on fire and threw it yeah and it just i guess smoldered down to the point where it ignited yeah and it's a pretty powerful little pop yeah like doesn't leave a crack enough in...
0: to get their attention, but it doesn't it doesn't damage the ground right. or anything where it landed.
1: Um, which is funny because he does this twice in this episode where he lures every, like all the bad guys run out together, no one stays behind, and
0: there's a big stack of money on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So the bomb goes off, and uh, Kelly had gone back inside to get a beer for Turk under you know uh, yeah. as, a, as a means of collecting data. And he Tennyson. specifically
0: told her when they leave, you get Tennyson and. Dave yeah. out. And she said, I'm not even going to ask why they're going to leave. And it's like, mm-hmm.
1: you're not even curious? <laughs> you don't, you don't want <laughs> to ask what's going to happen? You're, you're not asking me about what these are? Yeah. like they're all, The bombs I'm making in front of the you? Bur- the burrito bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so he lobs one. Right. And it goes off. And, of course. This, Everybody leaves their money. Everyone leaves and runs out, guns guns at the ready. And, and they're and, just, like,
0: poking this. The chemical residue with a stick, just yeah. like what is happening over here. <laughs>
1: and and Kelly like says, "Let's go." And like Dave and Tennyson are totally not ready. Yeah. For this plant. she made no no indication yeah. that we need to make a run for it when this happens. Yeah. So so Dave struggles to get up, and poor Tennyson has like, yeah. He a can't even
0: like the door is almost closing by the time he gets to it. Yeah. Like gets like push it back open. Well,
1: because the, like the the lid to the counter was closed again. Yeah. Like Kelly went through and closed the.
0: Yeah, behind her. I don't
1: want Tennyson coming
0: with. Is it cool if I just leave him behind on accident?
1: (laughs) And he's got a limp, so he can't run as fast. And you can see the look on Tennyson's face; it's like, God
0: damn it! (laughs) I gotta get after him. (laughs)
1: Um, and they just run out to the fire truck, right? And uh, you know, they start it up and they drive, and they
0: just come out, hoses blazing. Mm
1: -hmm. And Buddy grabs someone's dirt bike. I don't know if it was. I guess it was the dirt thought, bike he rode in. I thought on? it was his, yeah. Uh, because, obviously, uh, Andrews has, like, the nicer vehicle that's yeah. there already. And, maybe, and, I, guess and
0: they... I think the motorcycle completes his costume. Yeah. So, But, yeah, he, he heads after them. Um, and they hit him, like, kind of dead on with the hose. Mm-hmm. And he goes into, like, a wheelie and then crashes out. Right. Um,
1: and they take but, him down the tarmac.
0: Right. But then he can just immediately get right back on the motorcycle and head on after them again. Well,
1: apparently, had they had more water... In the truck.
0: Then they could have been able to. I don't even know what they would have done.
1: And I, I, I guess, I mean, like, because Andrew starts opening, gets in his car with Elias. Elias driving.
0: Yeah, all they're going to do is wash Andrew's car. Like, <laughs> this isn't Mario Sunshine. They're not going to just disappear when you spray him with water.
1: <laughs> I, I guess, like, it could interfere with his ability to aim. I guess. As they drove. You know, it's interesting. I don't know where they were driving, but it looks like a real tarmac on some. Lesser or a maintained airport airstrip. Yeah. But when later on we see the actual plane land, you can see homes not too far from the strip. Yeah. L- large homes. So I don't know if that's where they were intending to drive this truck to, or if they were just trying to get away. Uh. But MacGyver throws one of his uh, burrito bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's right. <laughs> At uh and just perfect shot like it, it bounces underneath the car and blows up the under underside of the car enough to disable it right and
0: and he could have done the same thing to the motorcycle but the guy's a little bit smarter than them and gets in front of the mm-hmm. fire truck because he can't really throw it in front of the guy if he's already in front of you exactly
1: and they're out of water so they can't hit him again
0: and so, so he just circles back and takes out their tires
1: exactly which causes them to crash right and it's a great shot of uh what well, i'm assuming stunt guys of david jumping off the top jumping of it. off the top into a mound of dirt just as before it's it yeah and we never see what happens to kelly because she's driving and
0: well we kind of do i mean we don't see what happens in the crash with her
1: right because dave's like kelly where's kelly and macgyver goes wait just give me a light first for the next burrito bomb
0: yeah
1: and it's just like i'd be if i was macgyver i think i'd be more concerned whether or not the girl was okay yeah as No, well she's
0: dead come on help me
1: like <laughs> this Let's get the helicopter and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so he lights, the... But he he doesn't get much beyond lighting it, and he's holding it in his hand, but that's when you see Buddy has Kelly at gunpoint. Yeah. And, uh,
0: and the other two are kind of catching up with right. him. Right. On foot.
1: Uh, and that's the end of that act, I think.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, basically just resets us to everyone's a hostage at the diner again. Mm-hmm. So, like, the last, like, 11 minutes nothing has occurred
1: right and they're still alive yeah everyone's like
0: they, still alive and
1: they haven't decided to kill anybody yet
0: yeah for some reason even though these are clearly very dangerous hostages to keep
1: yeah not not even as like a like a demonstration of this is what happens if you're gonna try this again i mean this is no offense to Tennyson, but he's probably the least useful character well so... you
0: didn't have any of his breakfast yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> this breakfast Tennyson Oh my god You were gonna be The last one I think she's probably die. The
0: most useless I mean When are you really Gonna need someone To ride on your mugs Upside down <laughs> with lipstick Of everyone that's left I would I would have killed Dave and her right away mm. I would have kept Tennyson around to feed me And I would have kept MacGyver around to fix Whatever plane I needed yeah. To get out with
1: Have MacGyver join your crew man <laughs>
0: There you go <laughs> If you can
1: <laughs> convince him So they're back inside And uh, they're threatening About uh, killing MacGyver Like Turk is all I owe you one and Buddy's all, you keep off him, he's mine. And MacGyver is like this, and this kind of like effeminate, like, boys, don't fight over me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they decide to lock Kelly and MacGyver in the freezer. Yeah. Which is a pretty big freezer for this little place. But, yeah, they uh, really
0: didn't have enough there to warrant that, unless they just don't restock it. Like, they restock it once every six months or something.
1: Yeah. It's like a shining, like, sized freezer. Yeah.
0: Dave's just crazy because he has to stay on top of the boiler make sure everything's okay.
1: <laughs> so they, they lock him in there, and they jam the door with a spoon. With a spoon? Uh, yeah. It's Weird a, choice. Yeah. Because it it's got the thing for a pin. Usually like, the, there's an actual there pin. There would be a pin
0: hanging there by a chain or something.
1: Exactly. Um, but there's obviously like the, the plunger on the inside to pop the door open as a safety precaution, so they had to...
0: Block that somehow.
1: Yeah. So the plane lands... And uh, this is an important thing for the opening sequence of MacGyver.
0: Right. This, um, the the previous episode, Trumbo's World, is the last one that actually features opening titles, uh, footage mm-hmm. in the show. But here we have the plane, that, for the Richard Dean Anderson like credit. Right. But the footage is never in the episode. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. It's it's it that that moment never happens. But it's got to be that you can see like the. The marks on the propellers are the oh, same. Oh, it's definitely
0: the same plane, and it's even pointed the same direction and everything.
1: But later on in the series, uh, they use a different plane, for right? His intro. Because there's a
0: big hangar behind yeah. it. Yeah, it's like they recreated shots from the original title sequence. There was that one where he's standing behind the plane, mm-hmm. and suddenly there's a hangar behind him where it used to be just these mountains of like Arizona, California, right? And then, um. The, they replaced the ice cream shot of him eating ice cream in front mm-hmm. of a traffic light. They reshot him eating ice cream in front of a traffic light because the ice cream is different and the angle is different.
1: That's so. That's so bizarre.
0: I have no idea why that was the, one of the shots that they were like, "If we're gonna reshoot stuff, we need to keep the ice cream thing in there."
1: <laughs> it show it shows how down to earth he is. Yeah. So the plane lands and uh, Terry Andrews. I keep saying his full name. It's so weird. Uh, he <laughs> he pulls a. He, at first he. He goes on through the guise of being the charter first.
0: He puts on this really weird accent. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: so, man, we're sure happy you're here. Can't wait to go fishing. Yeah. Then he pulls out the gun. <laughs> it's like, just yeah, kidding. Yeah, it's like,
0: what was the point of that? <laughs> you just wanted to test an accent for a second?
1: <laughs> I guess to lure him out of the plane or to ease his guard in case he had a gun. <laughs> you know those pilots. They travel armed. Yeah.
0: Well, he was probably just spooked after that guard came out of the truck with a gun for no reason.
1: Right. And so they have to fix the plane and the, the pilot Walt he saw the only thing I will help is that you're hanging. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a it's like a...
0: immediately he's that upset.
1: Yeah, and it's so so strange to immediately go to hanging. Yeah. Like, did is that what happens in Arizona? Do like they you,
0: hang you, you? you you just Why don't we start at arrest first and then prosecution?
1: He doesn't even know that he's killed anybody yet. (laughs) All you
0: know is that this guy's threatening you with a gun.
1: Yeah.
0: And you want to see him on a rope already.
1: (laughs) Hang him. (laughs) Walt is old school. Yeah. So Dave and Walt have to fix the plane. And MacGyver is trying to figure a way out of the refrigerator. So he breaks open the – uses like a meat hook as a screwdriver – at first to uh unscrew the doorknob right to get into the actual frame of the door and then chips up some ice and then starts just melting ice from a light bulb into the door frame
0: right he has this door frame that he's using as like a trough mm-hmm. to feed the water into the lock right and uh he's using a light from the ceiling of the freezer which i why would the light be on when the freezer's closed that seems like a waste of energy
1: yeah and unnecessary unnecessary heat yeah. in the room.
0: Yeah. But um, there's a light on the ceiling, and he takes like the the little cage off the light mm-hmm. and holds the ice up to it to melt it into the trough, and then it pours into the lock where it should expand freeze and, and expand. Fr- yeah. Yeah.
1: And pops the lock. At
0: and least. M- meanwhile, they're having this conversation about Dave's. her and Dave's relationship, and mm-hmm. about how she wants to have kids, and and but she doesn't want to have kids with him because they don't really get along that great.
1: Right things like that because he's down on himself about it right like he, he you know PTSD you you, you feel guilty and you feel troubled and you feel uneasy it, there's a lot of things that go along into it and while she still loves him it's difficult to form a relationship that we could bring another kid into this picture it's, yeah. it's unfair to the kid to do that I think this I can't remember if this is the scene where she says we make allowances for each other
0: yeah, I think it is. Because uh, it's, 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 it's the only scene that those two have alone, where they're like, "Well, they're in the, stuck a long enough to talk to each other." Right.
1: Just, it's just such a weird line. Make allowances. I don't know.
0: Maybe I, they're literally paying each other for chores.
1: <laughs> we make allowances for each other. He takes out the trash. I do the dishes.
0: <laughs> and then we each give each other a hundred dollars at the end of the week.
1: They They have a lot of dishes to do because she writes in all the cups.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's got a, a a whole novel she's writing on mugs. <laughs> Literally writing it on the mugs. Um, we, before we go uh, too much further, we we should also mention a, a little confusing line um, when Dave and MacGyver are having their moment uh, as they're burying the guard. Um, he says that he was held captive and that he dug graves mostly mm-hmm. toward the end of his experience there, and that he, the last grave that he dug was his own, and that someone put a gun to his head and. Uh, he was afraid for his own life. He had this... He's a chrome...
1: Chrome-plated pist- pistol. Pistol yeah.
0: against the back of his head. And uh, then his captors just started laughing. And he said, I know how that sounds. And I'm not sure how that sounds. Yeah. It's I, not clear what, what he means. Like, no one would believe this story and mm-hmm. that you probably betrayed people. Like, is that yeah. the implication? Like, he's
1: the only one who made it out, so he must have given... He must
0: have been the bad guy.
1: Or given them some information. Or a coward... Yeah. Uh, I, it's, yeah, it is very unclear, um, but yeah. for whatever reason, that's the why he won't fly again.
0: But MacGyver just says, it sounds like the truth, and he's like, well, you're the first person to believe me other than Kay, mm-hmm. and it's like, how many people have you told this to? <laughs>
1: yeah, have you told this to a therapist? You should really go to the VA.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is not a story for the guy you just met in a hostage situation.
1: While they're fixing the plane, they break out of the freezer, right? So they 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 pop the lock open uh, once the refrigerator expands. He takes the piece of meat and uses it as a battery. Battery, I am
0: to kick the door open. Yeah. Uh
1: man, it's freaky to be thinking about being locked in a freezer. I don't know. I it, that as I've been in walk-in freezers when I went from different jobs, and it was always on my mind that that door will not open and I will be trapped in here in this yeah. soundproof room.
0: Well. um... In the MacGyver Online forums, a couple of people had mentioned that they worked in places with walk-in freezers, and that if you were in there for thirty minutes, you would be frozen solid. Yeah. Like that's that's all the time it would take for you to be completely frozen.
1: Because th- those things aren't. It's not like a freezer in a refrigerator. No, it's an industrial freezer. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's cold.
0: Yeah. Those those the meat hanging in there is rock solid. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like if they hadn't actually worked the door open, if you tried to use it as a battering ram, it would have just shattered into <laughs> you know, just a bunch of like meat shards. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. I got a piece of steak in my hand. I got a steak splinter. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. <laughs>
0: That'd be really creepy. It, like, melted, and then you just have meat sticking out of your finger. He's
1: <laughs> pulling out. <laughs> this podcast is taking a bad turn.
0: <laughs> Back to the plane. They but, they escape from the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: MacGyver grabs one of the remote control airplanes first.
0: Right. And they noticed that the radio has been destroyed, just in case anyone was going to be like, why didn't they just radio for help? Yeah. When they could have done that the other two times that they abandoned the diner.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> they they could have taken the radio with them, because it's probably battery.
0: But w- instead of saying, Tennyson, come with me, like... <laughs> And and getting Tennyson and Dave out of the restaurant, she could have just radioed the pilot and said, "Never mind, don't come here. There's a bad guy.
1: <laughs> Call help. Do yeah. something. Get, get out of here. Get, get some the police. help here. We'll hide out as long as we can." Uh, MacGyver then takes one of his burrito bombs and covers it in oil. I guess to delay the the burn.
0: I I wasn't clear on the logic of it. Yeah, would that delay the burn?
1: I guess because it would have to it, it would burn the oil first, first before it even
0: lit the Lit the, the paper fuse. up. Yeah.
1: Uh, so he buzzes the plane around which again gets everyone to run away from they're the, very the easily hostages.
0: distracted criminals.
1: Yeah, they it's it's like video game logic. Everyone just runs to a central location yeah. when they hear a noise. Yeah. And that gives them time again to run and hide. This time... And they were going to hide in the same place, essentially. It's, a, it's the same it's place... It's the same...
0: Yeah, the warehouse. With a the fire truck warehouse, Yeah.
1: And uh, so the, pl- the little model airplane explodes really close to them. Like, it's... It, it's a really great reaction. And the plane's just obliterated... The little plane's just obliterated. Yeah. And Buddy comes up and kicks it. And he kicks it way up high like friggin' Jack Black and Anchorman kicking the dog. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... <laughs> it comes totally right Totally
0: unnecessary.
1: <laughs> um, and I would think... It, like... Probably could have damaged that airplane.
0: What's oh, the point of that just to serve as a distraction? Again,
1: yeah, classic MacGyver distraction bomb.
0: Are Dave and Tennyson pulled away from the bad guys at that point when they're following the plane?
1: Yeah, because they had, they, had, they were taking them uh, back to the cafe to execute them.
0: And then uh, Tennyson kind of caught on to that and was like, no, yeah. no, you're not going to leave us alive. Like, forget this. I'm not going to be a part of this.
1: Right, right. And so you're going to have to kill me right here on my feet, not take me around back, round back yeah, and yeah. Shh, plug us. I don't know why I said plug. Like, I'm from the 50s. No, that's good.
0: That was good. But then they'd have to bury everybody because they don't want buzzards.
1: Right. <laughs> we have to leave one of them alive. Yeah. To leave Dave alive last and dig the graves.
0: And then him. put a chrome-plated gun against his <laughs> head. Oh, God. Oh, it's happening again. Every time. <laughs>
1: Poor Dave.
0: Yeah. Maybe this episode takes place in Vietnam, and he's a fortune teller. Oh, man,
1: yeah. This is This is a... And that's what—that's what's really crazy about this episode. Last time. its really Dave's last stand. Nah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. There you I'm go. I'm, I'm making I, that connection. I, I disagree.
0: <laughs> I think this is—I think this is Tennyson's last stand.
1: Once again, <laughs> <Denison's last>
0: stand. <laughs> that's my theory.
1: <laughs> so once again, they are distracted and away from all their hostages, and then they turn around and go, "Oh wait a minute, <laughs> everyone's yeah. gone again."
0: The next line is kind of funny from uh, Terry Andrews. I'm going to use his full name, too, apparently, um, because they his logic in, okay, we need to get this plane and get out of here. We don't need to worry about the hostages anymore because they might have more remote control bombs. Like, his theory yeah. is they have this endless supply of RCE bombs. It's
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so weird. It is a concern, I guess. I
0: guess. But, like, I don't know that it really would have done anything to the plane. It exploded right next to the plane and it didn't do anything. right You can't time it that well.
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, I I agree. It's a flawed it's flawed logic. Yeah. So, but now that now that it gives them an opportunity to spread out, and give MacGyver an opportunity to take them out one on one.
0: Right. And the, while they're in this uh, the warehouse where the the fire truck was parked earlier, which really was the only place they could possibly be hiding. So right. So you know where they are, which is why it's so weird that it takes them so long to find MacGyver the first time. Mm-hmm. It's like. There's only one other structure. Yeah. Did you check there? <laughs> because he? that's where no. he is.
1: And just, poor Turk, he he, he takes a wallop from MacGyver in this is episode. He just, is he
0: just dead in that warehouse for the rest of the episode? Do we see him again after no, yeah, the lateral? No,
1: yeah, because uh, he's back in the cafe, and that's when he says, I owe you one.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Um,
1: but MacGyver catches him. He's MacGyver's hiding underneath the semi-truck. Right. And he throws, like, a line out and lassos his feet, and then just friggin' just starts wailing on him and yeah. knocks him out. I, what he, I don't know what he does with the body because then Elias calls to Buddy and says I don't see Turk do you know where he is he was over by the semi I don't see him he's now probably in
0: the freezer <laughs> I guess the door doesn't close anymore so that's useless all yeah. that meat's gonna be ruined
1: yeah oh god The like, was gonna have such a big bill after, <laughs> after breakfast and the freezer damage oh, he's got a lot of claims. cash
0: on hand all of a sudden
1: oh yeah they got that $8,211,600
0: that's right Baron 07 Sierra <laughs>
1: Uh, at this point, Dave is starting to get, like, a little fired up.
0: He's still resistant, though, to, to take to the air. He's,
1: right. But he, he knows he has to do something. Yeah. So he tries to go for the helicopter first. He gets he gets all the way to it. And uh, MacGyver manages to take out Elias by, like, with a gate distraction. Like, he pushes the gate and it kind of, like, creaks. And he comes out of nowhere. Like, MacGyver just whole of a sudden is just, like...
0: On top of him. To-
1: yeah, like like he parachuted in. Yeah. Um, And knocks out Elias. He that's how he knocks out all these guys in this episode, is he jumps onto them from yeah. above.
0: Which I feel like would have worked perfectly fine for the the last guy. Like, he didn't even need... Dave didn't need to get in the helicopter. He Correct. could have charged and knocked over the guy mm-hmm. by just running into him. Exactly. I mean, the whole point of it is that he's, like, getting his wings back or whatever, but... Yeah, earning stripes. Yeah, right. all, all he did was just run up and clip the guy with the strut, which is an awesome stunt.
1: Oh, it's crazy. He would be dead, but yeah, hitting he, him with the skid of a helicopter, like... Yeah. Because, because you you can see the pilot like wobbling because he's like I don't want to hit this guy with the
0: full the, force of everything well not that y- oh the wrong the, end the of rudder it. the tail yeah. rudder
1: like that thing can swing around and chop that guy in half yeah so you can see like he's Morrow trying to situation. do his best and but yeah like to time that stunt where you have to pull your punch from a helicopter skid coming up from behind you
0: and this I mean this was within five years of the Twilight Zone you know yeah helicopter oh, yeah. pilots got to be freaked out about that
1: mm-hmm. so people who don't know that story
0: oh sure yeah um the the twilight zone uh feature film um the segment that uh it's sort of a, a war segment um it starred vic morrow mm-hmm. it was directed by john landis and the i guess they were shooting way later than they were supposed to be mm-hmm. they had kids on set that aren't supposed to be shooting you know more than even at the time i don't think kids were supposed to be shooting more than eight hours and they were like past 12 and they were going way late into the night
1: and a dangerous stunt
0: and yeah they kept calling for this helicopter to come closer and closer to these explosions and um and this helicopter ended up getting too close the guy lost control of it crashed it into this river that vic morrow and these children are moving through for the scene um i think the skid like crushed one of the kids, mm. um, and then the helicopter blades ended up decapitating Vic Morrow, who at the time was a huge actor, yeah. and uh, and ended up killing the other kid. So both both children and Vic Morrow were killed in the explosion. So awful. Yeah. And and it, was, it was a big deal at the time, and they cracked down on, like, working hours for children and stuff like that. So I safety. can I can just, imagine, like, the white-knuckle situation of being a helicopter stunt pilot and mm-hmm. just being like, can you crash into that guy? And it's like, why are we doing this again?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but he, he pulls it off yeah, spectacularly. He pulls, he pulls
1: it off. He knocks out Terry Andrews hard in the head.
0: Is it in the head or, like, the upper back?
1: It's. It, it looks like the head, but it could be upper back. Yeah. It's still hard where I, I will say on record, dead. Dead. Is dead. That
0: stunt guy is dead. <laughs> this episode is in memory to someone, according to Richard.
1: Uh, And MacGyver, well, before that, uh, MacGyver, because Terry Andrews and Buddy decide to just say, screw it, we're going to get on the plane.
0: Yeah, with go, the money
1: and just leave. Whatever. We can't wait any longer. But MacGyver jumps on the back of the plane on the tail. Oh, right. Because he he, he he encounters Dave, and Dave's like at the helicopter and he's crying. He can't do it. Um, so MacGyver says, because he said, Dave's like, I don't care about the money. Let him get away. But MacGyver says, they I care about the guy. the guy that died. Yeah. yeah. He, they killed somebody. They can't get away with that. Yeah. And MacGyver jumps on the tail of the plane, and he's just like pushing the rudder one direction so that the plane just keeps turning in a circle. Yeah. Uh, and so they there's no way they can take off. And
0: he's on the opposite side of the back of the plane from uh Michael McGuire, uh the Andrews Right. Who is so, who's trying to fire at him, but he's like kind of hiding behind the tail <laughs> of the plane. Plus
1: he's spinning around, like he can't yeah. he can't aim. It's hard properly. to get a shot he's off. Just shooting blindly. Uh but he falls out of the hel- he falls out of the plane as a result, and that's when Dave swoops in with the helicopter and, and uh kills him. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> kills him according to you.
1: Yeah uh from there buddy is forced to stop like he, he can't do anything with macgyver out there and then
0: macgyver has to turn in dave for murder mm-hmm. for killing <laughs> andrews because he killed a guy
1: yeah i care it's about like, that dave god you you took it too far man
0: <laughs> i just wanted you to give him a love tap i don't want you to knock him unconscious
1: you didn't I mean, like you could have just i don't know helicopter <laughs>
0: <laughs> i really didn't think you were gonna fly it i thought you could just tackle the guy would have been fine
1: the, we have we have guns from turk and elias they're you all could...
0: over the place <laughs> this place is loaded with guns <laughs> you probably had a gun here somewhere yeah i don't know why we didn't look for one earlier
1: <laughs> macgyver macgyver does this weird little cat and mouse thing with buddy where he first jumps off the tail and hides underneath the plane while buddy's looking above the plane and then and, they switch. Yeah, and then when Buddy starts to look down, he jumps back up on him yeah. his tail is tail. And so Buddy's all, he's gone. <laughs> and starts looking all around, and that's when MacGyver comes in again from the air. And they yeah. have this really good tussle, uh, but he pulls a knife. And so MacGyver grabs the gun and then hits him with the gun. Yeah.
0: Even though MacGyver <laughs> has a knife.
1: Yeah. He,
0: MacGyver always has a knife on him. Well,
1: he got he got it that taken away.
0: Oh, did he? Yeah, right in the beginning. He's through- got more knives.
1: <laughs> He's I'm telling you,
0: there's Swiss Army knives all over that. They're
1: strapped around him like a <laughs> bandolier.
0: He's got some in his body, just waiting for the right moment. He's got four condoms in his stomach. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: MacGyver full of grace. <laughs> there's
0: MacGyver full of knives.
1: Hang on, I got the knife. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Oh, Uh-oh. one of the bags popped. <laughs> oh, no. It's the can opener. <laughs> <I'm bringing it. laughs> oh, no.
1: So they win the day. MacGyver knocks out Buddy with the gun.
0: Can we have a listener make us a poster for MacGyver full of knives? <laughs> I think that'd be wonderful. It'd be a wonderful addition to the site.
1: That's the episode. <laughs> I mean, really, not much left to say. They, they,
0: uh, Andrews gets killed.
1: Andrews is dead. Buddy's knocked out. Tennyson pulls, now has the gun and is and using Turk it. And Turk is in the freezer. <laughs> uh, and Elias, I don't know. Who knows
0: where that guy went. He, he
1: ran off. He's, he's knocked out somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but the last moment is just Kelly and Dave embracing like they accept.
0: Each other. Yeah. And there's clearly a transformation has been made as indicated by his ability to, to pilot him. this helicopter for 10 seconds.
1: They finally can go back to being a flying school. Yeah. He can teach people to fly helicopters.
0: But Nielsen is her name. Correct. And actually, I had a chance to speak with Kalins about this episode. So why don't we play that for you now? Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. So, what was your audition experience like for MacGyver?
2: Well, they offered it to me.
0: Had you worked with someone on the show before?
2: Uh, n- no. Well, I knew Hen- I'd known Henry Winkler for many years, um, but uh, you know, when you work for a while, often you you don't audition, they call that person's agents and make an offer for the show, which is what happened.
0: Okay, cool. Do you remember where this episode was shot?
2: I do. Um, in an area of, uh, in LA County, but quite a ways from the main part of LA in an area called Agua Dulce. Was it Agua Dulce or was it, I think it was Agua Dulce. It's a very beautiful part of Los Angeles with a lot of big red craggy rocks and interesting terrain.
0: Do you recall any uh, fun stories from the set?
2: Uh let's see, fun stories. I mean, well, um Rick was the, you know, Richard D. E. Anderson was a pleasure to work with, very professional. Um, you know, the guy is in almost every single scene and he maintained a you know, a very <clears throat> nice, friendly, um respectful persona on the set he's the crew adored him he was very good with the crew he's funny he's extremely bright uh so he has a great sense of humor i do remember him juggling three kind of odd objects i mean like like i mean i'm exaggerating here this is not what he was juggling but something to the effect of like a tennis ball a lounge chair and a chainsaw you know (laughs) He's a very good juggler <laughs> and and he would do that, and I don't know if he did it to to break the tension or to improve his hand to eye coordination. I don't know, but he was very good at it
0: that's funny they they actually um they included a bit of his juggling in in the following episode, Hellfire
2: yeah, there you go, there you go. see, I didn't know that
0: you've had the opportunity to work with some some pretty well known directors how How did you first become involved with American graffiti
2: um when American Graffiti was being done, um, my management company, it was called Compass Management, um, represented probably 50% of the cast of American Graffiti. Oh, okay. Um, Cindy Williams uh, included, Candy Clark. Um, and what they did was they, they cast the main roles, and then Compass Management filled in a lot of the smaller roles, myself included.
0: And what was your experience on that set?
2: I loved it. That was really fun. I flew up. Candy Clark and I, we had the same management company, and um, I had to pay my way up there. And in those days, you could take what was called the Midnight Run to San Francisco for $10. It was the mail flight. For $10, bucks, you would get to the airport and hope to get on the plane. And for $10, you could fly to San Francisco. Candy graciously drove from Petaluma at midnight to um, San Francisco International Airport pick me up and (laughs) let me stay with her because the whole film was shot at night she let me stay with her I filmed the following night and then she took me to the airport the next day and I flew home
0: okay cool so it was a very short set
2: well for me it was only one night of work
0: yeah okay along the same lines can you describe your experience working on Breezy with uh, William Holden and Clint Eastwood
2: well, yeah, I can, and I can tell you that it's an exceptional. It, that was, you know, I mean, that's a once in a lifetime experience. William Holden and Clint Eastwood. Yeah. For your first, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I look back on that, and I'm still, I, 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 I'm still in awe that I was able to have that experience.
0: Sure. My co-host and I are actually both huge fans of The Tick and of your character, American Maid. Yeah. How did you make the transition into voice acting?
2: I had a friend who was a voiceover agent who kept for years kept saying to me you should do voiceovers you should do voiceovers and I said no I don't think I'd no, no, no. she said you should do it just try it you know and um and I can't remember how I I think I had a meeting not with her but with another voiceover agency who I am still with. They're my one and only very loyal to me voiceover agents <laughs> who I adore. Um it's called uh A V O and um and I adore them. In fact I'm just I'm just about to re sign for another three years with them. I've been with them over twenty years. Um And they are the ones that kind of scared me more uh, to do some cartoon stuff. And I was lucky enough for one of the things to be the tick. Okay, cool. So about MacGyver, get back to MacGyver. <laughs> sure. I do want to just say that in terms of, you know, I, I don't know if you talked to um, Jack Haley or not, but the, the the cast on that MacGyver, you know, were some terrific actors, i.e. Jack Haley, who was later nominated for an Academy Award for Supporting Actor. Um, you know, so I was fortunate not just to work with, you know, um uh uh, Rick, but with um, you know Jack Haley and and the crew and
0: and Michael McGuire's in there too.
2: Exactly. I mean, it was just it was you know it was a it was a treat to be able to work with the people that I got to work with on that show. Sure.
0: Well, I I want to thank you again so much for sharing your time with us today.
2: You are more than welcome, and good luck with this.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye.
2: Bye bye.
1: So thank you, Kay, for being on the show. That was a really great interview. Uh, I'm like such a big fan of the tick, so it's it's fun like, to have r- a cameo
0: from American Made on the exactly. show. Exactly,
1: it's, it's it's perfect. Um, obviously, uh, talking about uh, Richard's <laughs> calling him Richard. I know him so well that I can call him <laughs> Richard. Richard Dean Anderson's uh, juggling on set. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, as far as like his training in juggling, because it, it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing. I, it actually makes me think of another Anderson, Harry Anderson. Oh yeah, and it's like you know because Harry Anderson from Night Court is like a professional like sleight of hand kind of magician kind of yeah. guy, so and he does juggling and stuff like that too. So it just kind of runs in the Anderson family, I guess.
0: That's what it is. <laughs> so if you're listening, thanks again for uh, for calling into the show. Okay, it was nice speaking with you.
1: Overall, though, uh, it's an okay episode.
0: I think. Um anything any episodes that are uh, not very clearly um, borrowing from other materials or using a lot of like and, and I don't mean like physically like using st- stock footage or right right but um not even I don't I don't even feel like there's a lot of story elements here being borrowed from anything else mm-hmm. this is a stronger writing episode
1: yeah it's 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 a it's crazy you know it's a hostage situation
0: which I mean Judy burns before did a great job with the map opening mm. gambit so it makes sense that she would write another great episode but so many of the other episodes are very derivative
1: mm. of of other of, of other, other stories
0: works, even even where they're not borrowing literal footage from from
1: right, previous right. films
0: but yeah so it's it's all original footage and
1: crazy uh, some, some crazy stunts with the planes i mean like when the plane's on the tarmac and he's on it and he's grabbing the rudder and shifting and it's it around. actually him yeah and it, it it seems really damaging to a plane yeah. So I'm am w- wondering if it was an airworthy plane that that they used for that scene, or if it, it was
0: specifically a prop plane and it was well, he does fly it in though, right? He flies
1: it in. We see a plane land and fly in, but I don't know, like if it, it matches, I well I assume it would match, but it just seems unlikely that they would have this plane and then uh, that's a flyable, full-functioning airplane and then have.
0: MacGyver yank around. on Yeah, yank around.
1: He's standing up on the the tail fins, which probably you know are not probably not meant to really stand or sit. Especially on Especially on a
0: smaller plane.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he, yeah, he's really wailing on that uh, rudder. Yeah. And then they're they're hanging out of it, and I don't know. Like when they have the the engine compartment open, uh, when they're fixing it, you can see that there's engine components and the the propellers are spinning. It's a it's a functional aircraft. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems like. You would do a lot of physical damage to the aircraft if you were climbing all around it and they're driving it in the dirt. Yeah. And, you know, uh, part of those big things, I mean, it's more with jets. You know, they call it foreign object debris, FOD. Sure. Um, stuff gets kicked up by those propellers and gets sucked up into the engine. Uh, that's really, that's all really dangerous. And it's
0: all just rolling around in dirt this whole time. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh,
1: you know, we all have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. We know what happens with propeller planes in dirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the obviously the helicopter stunt of knocking out this guy with the helicopter. Yeah. Pretty impressive.
0: And also the, the car crash with the fire truck off the side of the road. Oh yeah. I there's there's that. a lot of cool stunts in this mm-hmm.
1: one. You race right down a tarmac. There's a lot of exciting moments. Uh not too many crazy MacGyverisms. Yeah. But you know, the the burrito bomb, the uh ice, you know, free unfreezing and the door. I, and I
0: still feel like the I mean, given the temperature of the room, the the water the melted water wouldn't have gotten the whole way down to the door. Like, it would have frozen on its way. Yeah. Like, the ice buildup would have been at the top of the of the trough.
1: Exactly. I mean, the concept is sound, but sure. I, I don't think it would have functioned. But And obviously, like, the thermite, best thing. Like, I yeah. I remember th- that moment of how to make thermite. I remember that all through my childhood. Like, and the, the wrong recipe. Right. Like, the wrong recipe is like, oh, wow, that's all you need to make thermite? Which is
0: why that time when you got taken hostage, they actually blew that guard up. It's because you didn't know how to make
1: thermite.
0: <laughs> that poor guy. I
1: was like, don't worry, guys. I can help you in this situation. I, want I know to- how to
0: make thermite. Hold on. It's, uh, see, I got everything here. I don't know why it's, it's, not, see, it's uh, not,
1: it's not working. I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry,
0: buddy. I guess just get away from the door.
1: <laughs> Hold your breath. It's, it's, a, it's a bomb. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that'll do, but good luck.
1: Uh, it, another one of those classic digital timers, though, on the bomb.
0: Is it attached to like plastic explosive or something? Yeah,
1: and the, yeah, and there, but there's some weird fluid, like a vial of fluid as well.
0: Some part of a trigger, maybe, or I
1: guess, like maybe like the timer ignites the fluid, burns, sparks, and yeah. sets off the bomb. Alrighty. But they're all standing right next to it.
0: And he's like, it's like 13 seconds to the yeah. explosion when he taps. Like, oh, I guess, eh, I, I guess we we'll can stop. wait.
1: It'd be like, oop, oh uh, uh, uh like, yeah. like if you miss the button or hit...
0: I'd be like, ah, it's under 20 seconds, I'm not going near it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And because they set it for 60 seconds, and they're all just standing around. Yeah. Like, why don't you set it for 10, Yeah. so we just back <laughs> or away. Or 5,
0: and then just run. <laughs> yeah. So that no one can interrupt us by saving this card's life.
1: L- long time to wait. But, still, I feel, good episode. Yeah. Um... They blew up a little remote control airplane, which is cool. <laughs> it
0: does feel a little bit repetitive, just in that, like like we've covered, they're hiding in the same place over and over again. Mm-hmm. They're distracting everyone over and over again, and we're just moving back and forth from a diner to this warehouse, and that's yeah.
1: it. Yeah, I mean, like obviously, like there's they'll be off screen. There's a resolution, but they still have the problems of having these guys, and no, you know, someone's gonna have to drive to somewhere to get the police. Sure, or and fly.
0: potentially. There are a couple guards that got murdered back in Dallas. We yeah. Really no way. And happened. at
1: least one, one guard killed in action at the airport.
0: But he's already buried. So, I mean, that's kind of. Like yeah.
1: They buried him. We're going to have to exhume the body yeah. for. for uh, is giving... that
0: exhuming? Or is it just retrieving evidence? <laughs> I
1: don't know. Uh, yeah. Good, good call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know if it's, I mean, I assume exhuming only applies to a proper burial, but maybe that's just. Yeah. Me being a stickler.
1: Know. You're a stickler for your th- my, dictionary my definitions.
0: Exemptions exemption
1: assumption <laughs> yeah good times though this i like this episode yeah this first season so far like i feel it's a good show like i'd be like this is a good show going on here yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be sticking with this show for a while
0: it turns out we might watch more of these
1: <laughs> one uh, or two one or two more we'll we'll give it another chance
0: yeah all right well i think that about wraps it up for uh, last stand if uh, anybody wants to reach out to us with uh, comments about upcoming or or even further down the line future episodes, um, you can hit us up at phoenixfoundationpodcast.com, and we're also available on Twitter at, at opening gambit, all one word, and you can like us on Facebook. Um, if you just type in Phoenix Foundation Podcast, you should be able to find us. Also, um, feel free to review our show on iTunes. Um, it's probably the best way for us to find new listeners. So uh, if you like the show and, and you want to let somebody know, then uh, go ahead and hop on iTunes and write us a review. Be sure and tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 1, Episode 8, Hellfire.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Good Episode 2.
0: All right. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you.